Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Hero Podcast. I hope you are having an awesome day, whatever you're doing or if your day's just starting. Hope it's freaking wonderful. Um, today's guest is someone I greatly admire, uh, Emma Kelly of Elevate PR. She is a PR powerhouse. She launched her agency in 2001 and it is so relevant and cool and I just freaking love it like their offices are my favorite they work with clients like charlotte tilbury kildare village lily o'brien peroni universal such a great mix of lifestyle brands um, and also my shining armor we've done um activations and pr with them and they're just fab they've really helped us build the brand and um, to where it is today so i really hope that you enjoy this episode there's so many nuggets of wisdom in there she's such a smart articulate clever lady i really admire her um, so yeah, enjoy. And I will ask that you rate, review, subscribe, share the love, tell your friends and enjoy. Okay. Hey. Emma Kelly, thank you for coming on the Hero Podcast. Delighted to be here. Yay. Um, so let's get straight into it. Okay. Um, how, so how did you get to be PR extraordinaire? Um, lots of hard work, I would say, I like would most say, people yes. who have done anything. Um, I'm at it 18 years here with Elevate PR, so um, Rome that's wasn't a, built in a day. That is that's a my big achievement. Like, wow. But that's what my accountant said when I gave my first set of accounts. I remember Rome is not built in a day, oh so my. it does take time. <laughs> you know, it's a competitive business. Yeah. But I think we've kind of stuck to our knitting and stayed in lifestyle space, stayed on top of what's going mm-hmm. on in technology mm-hmm. and what's going on in the media and created quite a good team of great PR practitioners here mm-hmm. in Dublin. Yeah. I would agree. So you're I mean, always open to kind of like what's new, what's yeah. going on, and very plugged in. Whereas I think yeah. I can imagine there's agencies who think this is how it's done. This is the formula. I don't know. I mean, I think it is quite formulaic, yeah. and um, as an industry, and that's something we have to acknowledge. But for me, it was partly being a media junkie and studying mm-hmm. economics and politics in college, and starting a marketing job with IDA in Amsterdam, actually working in Paris, yeah. and then coming back and working in Dublin and for that, a year. What did you want doing? economics and politics I went it? in to do this course called BESS and Trinity yes. Business Economic Social Study. Study. Science and I because yeah. I wanted quite a general I education I to do that I didn't oh, get in well I did but I thought I would want to do the business side but I didn't want to do the business oh, side really? at all in the end I wanted a nice humanities education yeah. and actually I would really advise people go and do an arts degree in yeah. so many ways now because most jobs haven't even been invented the jobs that are going to exist in 10 years yeah. haven't necessarily been invented so have a nice general education yeah. and um, that's what I had certainly and took a bit of a scenic route but then finally got my first job that graduate trainee program with the IDA and pretty did a master's again then in Trinity a few years later in and multimedia and when was this in like the 90s the 90s I did the master's in so 97 there was it was internet 1.0 okay. it was multimedia system so it was how to make a website how to film for okay. the internet all of that it was there was a real was bubble at that stage the future or was it just it was very much was the present on. but it was yeah. it was a good it was a good course it was dr dr mary redmond mm. or professor mary redmond who headed it so it was about knowing what was going on there was lots of great guest lecturers mm-hmm. like the artist dorothy cross the ar- architects writers came in so it was about, so I just understood technology, understood the software side as well and the hardware side, mm-hmm. but decided that I was not going to go into that world at all and stayed with my PR and events cool. business and have been slowly building it up over the years and here we are now. Yeah. Yeah. And how did like, did you, so when you were younger, was it 
Was that what you wanted to do? Or I didn't know what I wanted to do so really. I wanted. I tell you what, I was really yeah. interested in school. I was interested in um, languages. I was okay. interested in art. I had a really inspiring art teacher, Mary West, yeah. and I was interested in kind of history, economics. I was quite. I was did That's a lot kind of debating. Of what I, yeah. Yeah. I did a lot of debating. Did a lot of Model United Nations. Although art, I was terrible at art. Yeah. I liked it. I liked but it I was, couldn't too. Do it. And I was going to apply to art college, but my yeah. portfolio got stolen from the <gasps> art room. Anyway, no. I'm kind of glad I didn't because I think I'm more practical. Yeah. Um. So that's what I liked in school, and then I did that kind of general degree. But funnily, my mother had suggested that I would interview for my careers project in fourth year because we our fifth year. Yeah. We did a six year leaving, but we did a four year intracert in those days. Yeah. D- Blake, who was my neighbour, who's the head of Fleischmann PR now, okay. and I did a careers project on PR, oh. and I kind of accidentally ended up, and I would say there was yeah. no great plan. Oh. So, and how long know. were you at the IDA? Just two years. One year in Amsterdam, one year in Dublin, and then I just... You were like, and then I'm starting my own agency. Well, no, I was freelancing for a while, okay. and um, and then 18 years ago, I started my started Elevate. Wow. Yeah. From where? Like kitchen table? No, I mean, I did have... I started with two people. I knew that I needed to have a team around me, because yeah. I work much better with the team. Yeah. And I had an office in Fitzwilliam Square already, and I just yeah. took... We, we took on the lease there, and that's where we started. Wow. Yeah, and pretty soon we hit some good, the ground running with some good clients we got Reebok we got PlayStation wow the one thing you can start an agency mm-hmm. and it's not like law or it's not like accountancy you don't want they don't always want you to have an amazing track record or they don't yeah. you know they're looking for creativity yeah so, so you go and you pitch and you go, yeah right, there's a lot of pitching this. in this business yeah, yeah. so you yeah. get the opportunity to pitch sometimes brands choose big agencies or they choose young agile yeah. nimble startups or they choose you know small medium-sized so there's, anybody can start a PR agency, mm-hmm. and um, but there hasn't actually been that many new starters in recent years, if I think about it, yeah. for some reason. It's not, I don't know why it's not there's happening. so many. Yeah. I would think that there's so many in Dublin. There's quite, there's a lot, but there's actually probably not that many either. If there's, there, you know, and you everything's changed. The industry the has changed. Yeah. I mean, in five, you know, but mm. you know, the strategy and marketing has not changed yeah. in 20 years. I went to the CMO conference, CMO summit a couple of weeks ago, the Marketing Institute of Ireland Chief Marketing Officer Summit. Yes. <laughs> and um, the head of marketing um, from Smurfit's Business School was saying, marketing practice has not changed yeah. in 20 years. Marketing strategy has not yeah. changed. And it's true. It's you know, stories. Like it's yeah, telling stories. Yeah, it's telling your story. And gaining as much of an audience as you can for yeah. your story yeah I mean I mean the media is the medium mm. or media yeah. is changing but even since the beginning of time like you know you had cave cave art yeah. you had printing press you had the invention of the television the invention of radio mm-hmm. newspapers like now and now internet and mm-hmm. smartphones so you're still trying to tell the story and just yeah, tell, it tell it to like people it, just using whatever yeah. tool you need and where they are yeah and what they're on yeah Exactly. It's really interesting. Yeah. And what have been like the big wins that you've been like? Yeah. Oh gosh. I mean, initially like winning big accounts, I suppose, where it was a big thrill. And then I loved the year of Irish design, ID 2015, which we did for the Design and Crafts Council yeah. of Ireland. That was a really kind of soulful. And I've yeah. always enjoyed the soulful projects, working with, worked with a lot of young designers, young craftspeople. Because PR can be a lot about selling things yes. that people don't always necessarily need. So and numbers, a and number, yeah. yeah. But getting owner entrepreneurs and getting their story out, and I'm, I'm quite passionate about female entrepreneurship as well. So I always love helping female business people yeah. to get their business going and getting the story out yeah. and all of that. So they're the things I personally enjoy in PR. You get you do like a little coverage dance when you do see your coverage land, when you get the pieces yeah. of coverage. But newspaper circulation is 
is falling so we have to find new ways and that's new world that I didn't even anticipate would be my career is influencer marketing which is happening a lot now and that's different because that's a lot about contracts and it's a lot about planning and Mm. signing off posts and everything has become so visual that's what's really changed but I really appreciate that I really I've always enjoyed the visual side but it's photography first for everything now yeah which is interesting because it's a picture tells a thousand words. It does, you know. Yeah. yeah, it definitely does. And Instagram is at the moment leading, but yeah. who knows what's going to be the next and one or the next thing. what do you think thing. of TikTok? Are you, I, my kids are on TikTok yeah. and love it and adore it. And I think it's totally right for them and their mindset. Yeah. I don't, I think... I've it, played with it. Yeah. I just find it... It's very much for a younger, younger audience. But it is, but that's because that's who's on it. Yeah. But then I feel, I don't know, I feel it's hard to... You kind of have to think about it yeah. because you've got to do. I mean, like, no, it's it definitely like they're changing outfits or yeah, there's a lot going on. Something. My kids make TikTok videos yeah. and there's a lot of production in it. Yeah, and they are digital natives. They mm. are completely digital natives, mm. and that's just amazing to see. It makes sense for them. Like Snapchat seems to have fallen away a bit, you know. Yeah. Well, they so, say if TikTok potentially could do yeah to Snap, but like, uh, did what Snapchat. We we kind of wait. We I mean there are people that to go in and want to be the early Mm. adopters and want to be first Mm. to market doing something, but it doesn't always work. So we tend to go where the eyeballs are, you know, and it is still Instagram at the moment. TikTok definitely for younger brands, for toys, for those kind of things, but we're not really in that space. Yeah. So it's just Instagram world. It's but Instagram, Instagram I actually got a thing yesterday from four. Okay. Do you follow James Nord on four? No, oh, it's no. really interesting because he yeah. has, like, has the inside track. Yeah. But he, they are actually taking some of the TikTok features now and putting oh. them in stories. Okay, it's yes. Apparently. Yes, yeah, like, so that's know, what they do. They're changing things up and that's the thing if they're going to just steal the I mean, features. it's, it's Google, Google and Facebook are probably too dominant at mm. the moment and will possibly have to be broken up as a cartel or whatever happens in time so and there's always what I like about life society economics is it's always going to be some new challenger that comes along and upends everything so you know and yeah being flexible yeah so So you have to be be like oh yeah and everybody is one of johnny cahill a great marketeer was speaking at the cmo summit he's the head i think of marketing or i don't even know his title for heineken american now but he's irish and he was saying everybody is making it up as they go along like everybody is nobody knows what's going on nobody's predicting anymore i think nobody's like oh in five years time it's because do you know what like yeah. a chain like you actually can't predict you just can't and you have to just go with you it you have to ro- yeah you have to yeah. go with it and see what's happening and everything's so fluid and you know yeah. so and what is so if the greatest thing was was what was the kind of biggest challenge how you I mean the that? financial crisis of 2007 yeah. 2008 2009 like I started the agency in 2001 mm. we had couple of good years, years and then we had a spectacular yeah. couple yeah. of years like really really I've never hit that turnover again yeah. actually and then could see the train wreck like sampling right it was all about sampling yeah, I mean, and another thing that's changed I suppose is experiential has really grown yes. now you know yeah. I mean like it's event 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 design for Instagram you know flowers yeah. you know walls all kinds of so that's that's definitely changed um, but so the down just to come back to your question on yeah. the down the Sorry. kind of low point that's yeah. okay um, definitely the financial crisis 2007, 2008, 2009 it didn't really hit us until 2009 that's okay. when budgets were all slashed and our turnover probably halved yeah. and I had to lay off some of my team so and, that, but you saw it coming then right? I did see it coming because you had the year uh, but we know. had this spectacular year yeah. or two so nobody really knew again like yeah. the predictions thing people yeah. were saying oh we had it in six months we yeah. it. I mean it's been a disastrous yeah. decade a lost decade in Ireland maybe certainly in 
from the property side of mm. things. So, um, but we, we've climbed back, you know, we've rebuilt and people continued and brands continued to invest in in um, Pure. Mm. And we were working with brands like Mode Hennessy then and they understood, they always took a long view, like they're around mm. hundreds of years. Yeah. They know that you have to yeah. sustain a brand. So we had some very good loyal clients who continued to invest in Pure and we were really fine, yeah. you know, but so it was... Just- just, just kind down, of buttoned button down, down and hat. kind of yeah. did some restructuring and yeah. ha- would it's be cautious. Well, I think. It's, it's a good lesson. Oh, listen, it's a wonderful lesson. It's a wonderful yeah. lesson. My grandparents were war people. Mm. They, you know, lived through the Second World War, and even though they'd done quite well later in life, they were always very cautious yeah. and parsimonious, and you know, looked it's after the pennies. And it is quite a good Whereas lesson. I think. Now, though, I feel like apparently kind of the spend consumer yeah. spend is higher than it was back then it's possibly is because people can't afford to buy property mm. as pops was the case then as well and like consumer spending yeah i mean i didn't yeah. wages are low i mean they're relatively high i suppose compared to a lot of europe but it doesn't feel like people have huge disposable income because the tax take is yeah. massive you know yeah. so i don't know um it does feel a little boomy again and but there seems that I mean there's but two I big think issues. That probably is the Instagram world as well. Yeah. So everyone was putting on yeah. this shiny I mean, front. I mean, an average industrial wage is very hard to live on, yeah. and you know there's lots of people who are finding it tough. So there's two big issues in Ireland that I see at the moment. It's like well, childcare is a big issue, mm. and then housing and yeah. homelessness. Yeah. So there are things we need to address probably, but it's tricky with Brexit around the no, corner. They yeah. think they've done the deal. Really? Well, well he has it's, to get it's it through. Brexit morning here. <laughs> they well, have to get it. morning every They have to get it through. Um, get it through yeah, the House of Commons, yeah. which yeah. I think will be really Gosh, tricky. I'm yeah. So glad I'm not I still think it's not going to. Although happen. everyone in the UK just stopped talking about it. Yeah, I'm not they surprised. Like, keep on keeping on. Just like what the the, the Extinction Rebellion. I'm getting off to the point now, but the Extinction Rebellion's on. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of been disrupted. Very disrupted. I mean, as somebody who sorry, as somebody who's observed the media for for 30 years, I'm really disappointed pointed by the UK media and probably the American media but you'd expect that of the mm. American media how polarised it's become and the likes of BBC I feel like nothing is true yeah is, where yeah. is all fake news yeah. the Guardian's all opinion the Telegraph's all opinion yeah. like where is I rate the Financial Times for actually news yeah. and but you know it's really I do, hard I get up in the morning I get Alexa yeah. and I'm Alexa play news talk yeah she plays the RT news Irish media is then more she plays actually BBC news Sky news. news I play them all yeah. see and literally like yeah the difference I watch Euronews now sometimes I watch Al Jazeera <laughs> It's just really sometimes I watch RT mm. there's Russian news and there's Chinese news just to get different world views yeah. because we have far too it's not yeah. it's just yeah. it's like if Donald Trump does something ridiculous he yeah. gets the headlines yeah. it's this like the dramatic stuff wins I know exactly like, yeah and that's what they're doing they're distracting from all the hard yeah. realities the of life yeah, whereas the I like news. the way in Ireland it's like oh yeah something like really random yeah. happens and yeah. they report on it I'm like yeah. that's very encouraging like yeah. I think there's nothing catastrophic yeah. really no. goes on and it's like oh yeah there was a there was a tractor parade today yeah yeah no there's always <laughs> has to be a bit of happiness kind of stuff, yeah. yeah um so tell me what is like a pr is notoriously thought to be very glamorous yes yes not at all i mean well, there are definitely moments cool. of yeah. glamour i suppose so that you're you know we had charlotte tilbury in last week we were working with Roz purcell this week doing a yoga class for, for um revive our new client so there are moments of glamour but there's so much work that goes into making those moments happen and um you know and t- a typical day the guests get the glamour the guests probably <laughs> yeah. get but they're all working as well like everyone's yeah. taking photographs instagramming you know yeah. it's, it seems glamorous but yeah. they're so busy and you know they're not necessarily getting paid for that time you mm-hmm. know if they're so 
it's all changed. The, I mean, the, the renew, remuneration models, it's, it's hard to get your head around, mm. I think, how people are actually making money. Some people are making money. Some people are yeah. trying to get there to make yeah. money. And then... That's what I feel like. There's a lot yeah. of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. And it's, like, especially when it's an Instagram visual-led. Yeah. You know, you can create something that looks great, but that doesn't necessarily... I know. You know. And just, yeah, it's, it's just, I mean, some, some, inst- some, influence can command massive massive investment but it's because they're probably worth yeah. it to yeah. quote l'oreal Definitely. and they they get for certain brands you get the response yeah. so it's hard to know um, so what is a typical day like? oh, say typical no day, no that's that what was I got off yeah from. so I mean I come into the for me yeah. I come into the office about 8 8, thir- 8 15 8 30 depending and um, it's there's and my team it's like meetings internal mm-hmm. meetings external meetings conference calls you know e- a lot of email mm-hmm. um pitching out to journalists, pitching for accounts, mm-hmm. um, attending a photo call, planning an event, attending an event, yeah, monitoring so all the papers. To like 10, 11, yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of hours, it's a lot of hours, yeah. it's a lot of multitasking. We get the eight daily papers, I think it is in here now, we review yeah. them, we are reviewing the weekend papers, we get all the magazines in, yeah. we're keeping an eye on Instagram. And how many, what t- yeah, like I've t- I have a team a of, there's 10, 11, there's about 11 of us or 12 mm-hmm. of us at the moment and then we have um, about 25 clients probably 10 about half are on annual retainers Ongoing, and half yeah. on projects yeah. so um, we're busy but wow. it's, it's you know t- no two days are the same yeah. it's changing all the time and it's really fun yeah. and hopefully we've got a really fun atmosphere and team here and kind of culture mm-hmm. we're making trends our key focus for this year we're doing a lot of work on trends what's happening what's yeah. coming so we're doing a, like a trends piece on our website oh, that's every really week. cool yeah which I think trends is the lifeblood of our you know keeping ahead of the yeah. curve what's happening we did one last week on climate justice we've done one this week on brand bravery so brands really mm-hmm. do like Nike have been so yeah. brave and brands you know millennial consumers want brands to have a sense of purpose and stand for something so that's in so purpose driven marketing is informing a lot of what we do and a lot of what the industry in general does I think wow yeah so that's a typical day and then you do we do kind of get we're not on the cold face of um, we don't really do crisis management we don't do that public affairs lobbying piece so we do kind of work Monday to Friday it's rare that we'd have to work weekends or we don't have to be worrying about clients getting on Morning Ireland or any of that okay. um, or Joe yeah. Duffy or, oh it's yeah. not like a publicist kind of thing well it is publicist but it's yeah. you know we're just trying to stay in the nice lifestyle yeah. area <laughs> which is good because I think yeah. a lot of people try to do it all and well then, I think there are agencies who do it all yeah. and the specialist set divisions and you know there's lots of really good agencies who do it all and, but you're better off going to a specialist crisis management yeah. person or a specialist yeah. public affairs person yeah. I think and what do you think you'd be doing if you weren't I think I'd like to I, maybe a writer even though writing is a very solitary um, profession I have been interested in photography but every time I'm at a shoot I'm thinking oh god this takes so long and then I've also always had a bit of an interest in architecture design mm-hmm. interior design those areas but again everything is labour intensive but writing is a quite a nice craft as I get older yeah. I think I'd like to maybe default to writing that's cool hmm. And do you feel like 18 years is a long time to be run? It's like, still is you... a long... I mean, I'm surprised. I'm turning 50 every... in January. I'm turning 50, well, so that's... Well, there you go. And I mean, <laughs> I have no problem looking it or not looking it. Yeah. I'm just delighted to st- be alive. Yeah. And, you know, it's a gift yeah. that's not given to everybody because we both Absolutely. knew Jenny yeah. from ISS, who was mm. a fabulous lady who unfortunately lost her battle with cancer this year. So, you know, I think it's privileged to grow old mm. and it's privileged to grow that bit wiser as well. Yeah. And... Um, 
I, you know, I do, that does make you reassess a bit, but I'm pretty, very happy with what I'm doing and mm. I can't see any um, big change, but I've got a great team who I'm trying to yeah. bring up and you do do a little bit of succession planning and just thinking, you know, if I'm run over by a bus, like yeah. a business has to be bigger than the founder and it has to be bigger than the lead, you know, the yeah. leader, even though yeah. you have to be the leader and be the boss, you have to bring up people behind you who can run it without you. Yeah. And I was, took a month off this year and they all did a brilliant job of running the show without Amazing. me and maybe I don't even yeah. need to be here at all anymore. And how do you feel? So, and it does like every day because what well, you said it was different it does keep you interested you it definitely keeps me interested yeah. and I was never I was I mean I know one of the questions you were saying you might mm. ask me is about what would I say back to my younger self yeah. and what I would say back to my younger self is you, uh, you won't actually believe as a teenager growing up in Ireland in the 80s how much Ireland will change yeah. That we, like there was a war going on on the island. Yeah. You know, there were people dying every day in Northern Ireland. There were riots at the end of my street at the British Embassy oh during the hunger strikes, and, uh, and then um, it was very Catholic dominated. My parents had be had the really ch- chose to send us to an international multi denominational yeah. school, which I'm so great yeah. mixed as well. Same, same yeah. actually. And I just think it's so. I mean, I do not understand the Irish obsession with single sex education and mm. Catholic single sex education. Mm. So I think that had fundamental influence on my outlook in life. But I could w- couldn't have believed that the church would become so much less dominant that women would like join the workforce because my yeah. mother didn't work. You know, I couldn't believe that. I wouldn't have believed that there would be divorce, abortion rights, yeah. you know, marriage equality, it all has, of those things. It has radically changed. Has, yeah. So yeah. that's one. That's what I would yeah. advise my younger self, and also to keep. Exercising, <laughs> which I should have done through my twenties, thirties, and forties. Um, and then, like balance-wise, then so yeah, no, how... that's fine. I just find that, that question annoying because nobody ever asks a man that. I just have to say, yeah. nobody ever that's asks. A fair man. point. Yeah. Nobody ever asks a man, and it is still the case that even though things have got a lot more equal. Um, that women do take an unfair burden mm-hmm. of working the home side of any working yeah. any life and it involves children in my case mm-hmm. I have children and a husband now my husband is good and he's very you know tries to be 50-50 he works abroad a bit so that can be challenging but um, so I have balanced it by always having help you yeah. know and um, I've had you know I've had help, help, help with my children I've always come back to work quite quickly and I've always passionately believed that women should work should be financially independent and um so and that like to, and this cheap kind of sum that people do that the cost of the childcare deducted from the female's salary doesn't make sense I don't buy that yeah. I think it should be like you know you're equal in your marriage you're equal yeah. in or your relationship you're it should be a deduction from the household income and women when they do take extended time off don't forget you're losing you know promotion rights you're mm. losing also like pension rights all of these mm. issues that if your marriage does go belly up and you have some horrible fight you know you're not going to be yeah. as well looked so I just think staying in financially independent if you enjoy working keep mm. working and if you can I realise it's a privilege not granted to all and it yeah. is you know so and I that? you know so but anyway I did it by having all that help and being lucky enough to have that help I always chose to was able to live very near to where I worked and where my kids go to school yeah. and crash and all of that. So that makes um, a big difference because it's all walking distance. I um, I really prioritise sleep as well. I get, try and get eight hours yeah. sleep every night. And I always, I love baths. Baths are my like zen ah. time. So, um, you know, that's how I do it. But most, you know, nobody ever asks a man. And no, you're yeah, totally right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they just don't, they just yeah. assume, you know, that there's some, you know, woman running the show and... Yeah. I just think it's good for children to have a role model that's a working mother as well. Yeah. And I think my children appreciate it now. There were times in the past they probably questioned it, but now they understand yeah. what it means. That's really Hopefully good. that answers no, your question. Really um, 
put out um, advice to someone starting out? Do we cover that? Like, you know, we do. I mean, go back to kind of. I think you know. I just started out. I. And I, I was probably didn't know half the things. I think it's probably a good idea naivety, to go yeah, and work in another agency for a while. Yeah. It's like fashion designers say, yeah. go and work in a fashion brand for yeah. a while. Let out someone else pay to make yeah, your, your training and make your <laughs> mistakes. Yeah, yeah, so I think that's a good tip. Yeah. You know, really cash flow is everything. So you have yes. to be very, and know that, like I said, when I've got my first set of accounts and my accountant said, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. Like you probably pay your staff more than you pay yourself for the first few years. There'll be times you won't be able to pay yourself. All of those things, you have to be able for that, able mm. and ready for that. And um, but if it's something you feel passionately about, you should do it. But you need to know what you stand for. Be a little bit different. Mm. Have that sense of purpose. Have a stand out, and because um, it's it is very competitive out there. Mm. But there's room for new novel. Yeah. entrance definitely and I encourage anybody who wants to yeah. that they should and it's very much a word a referral is it, it kind of like, is a referral yeah. yeah but I mean people can, brands can be cautious of a one person show like they do want yeah. to know there's a bit more behind yeah. you know so you probably need to have at least one or two people with you initially if you can although there's plenty of sole traders who do a very good yeah. job but you just have to always be on then don't you yeah always on yeah 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 we do a team structure here there's three people on every team so it's the support. You have someone, yeah. yeah. If, someone's like, if somebody's sick or off or yeah. on it, because they have other accounts, you know. Yeah. So um, that's what I would advise. And I think just do it. You know, it's going to be hard work. Align it with your values. I think personal values are really important. Yeah. And you have to align what you choose to do, sorry, in your work by with your personal values. So, you know, once it fits with, so yeah. you have to be really ethical. If you're running a PR agency, you can't tell lies for your clients. They don't actually ask you to, but you have to challenge back Gosh, if yeah, they never, do. Yeah. yeah. So. You just have to in be what sure kind of, of sense is in let's pretend this is no I mean it's never really happened but you have to make sure that everything they're t- asking you to communicate is backed up with fact okay. you know so you have to be a bit rigorous and thorough like cruelty free or that yeah kind, that kind that of kind thing. thing you can't just yeah. make that claim without them showing you our because fur is, our or even fur say in the, in the nutritional space <laughs> whatever the claims yes. are okay. you have to be able to stand over those yeah. claims and you know yeah. clients are very rigorous about that yeah. so really so I say go for it set up your own agency set up your own business yeah. I mean we need entrepreneurs we need it today I think it's National Female Entrepreneur Day or something like that it is I think Enterprise Day so yeah well there you go I think it is so I think that's something National Women's Enterprise is that in November though no well Sonia Lennon is doing something today in Roland Castle anyway so I just think women need you know and from my go I was one I've had this great experience of being involved in this program for going for growth Mm -hmm. which is female entrepreneurs mentoring other female entrepreneurs and um, it came about because this wonderful woman called Paula Fitzsimons, all the research shows that women are much less ambitious when they mm-hmm. start a business, ask for lower loans, yeah. you know, maybe cautious as well, yeah. just a bad thing. But um, it's about being more confident, ambitious and taking the chance and starting a business, yeah. you know, and knowing that. They can, never say they can do something like 110%. Whereas a man yeah, will go, men yeah, yeah, whatever, I'm totally just going to do it. Out yeah, exactly. A, a woman will go, oh, be a bit more yeah, cautious yeah, all of those yeah. things so I just think women should if they can and men start yeah. any business and do you mentor I have I haven't really mentored before I've just actually applied for this mentoring program and we'll see if I get mm-hmm. it but um, I think I've benefited so much from mentoring over the last year so that's something I have decided I wanted yeah. to do in my in my yeah. 50s now is like because I've had the experience of running a business for 20 nearly yeah. 20 years and um, helping in lots of other businesses and lots of other sectors so I think it could definitely help um, anybody who is interested in being yeah. mentored so feel free send me an email send yeah. me a call exactly. give me a call <laughs> yeah <laughs> and is there such a thing as bad PR I, I think, think there like, is bad even PR even to not go into that like, Instagram account last year but I was just yeah. saying I was like even though it was a horror they did you know they said horrible things and people were very hurt and stuff yeah 
a lot of those influencers yeah. benefited greatly from that exposure. And I mean, it's all about how you about manage it, it you know? I suppose. Yeah, it's like, about I'm sure how, if it's doing yeah. damage to someone, like if you have yeah. a product and it's harmful, that's exactly. Not good. Like you've got to do a product yeah. recall. There's some health crisis. I mean, as I said, I'm not mm. in that space. Yeah. So, but there, I think there possibly is bad people. Like brands get damaged. You know. Yeah. I mean, if you think about Rupert, Mur- Rupert, Rupert Murdoch shutting down the news of the world with yeah. the, all that hacker scandal, yeah. you know there are. It, 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 it can kill a brand definitely okay. so you need to be careful and but if you handle it properly and if you respond properly and if you're mm. honest and hands up about things you know brands can also survive yeah so it's how you, so it's how you handle it's it. how you handle it yeah, yeah and that's when you call in the crisis calls yeah. people yeah and then kind of to lead on to like influence in ireland this is yeah. such a I think it's something because i think a lot of people who listen to the podcast have like their own small businesses yes that they and they so if you want to work with an influencer I think you have to be really clear again that yeah. values piece does yeah. that influencers values and their audience align with your audience mm-hmm. and know that you're if they've got big numbers probably in excess of five to ten thousand you're going to have to pay to play probably yeah. unless now you can just do a really nice drop to them mm-hmm. really nice personalized beautifully packaged and you might be lucky and they might want mm-hmm. to support your small business or not and then some of them will not there's probably wouldn't have no coverage unless you um unless yeah. you pay are willing to pay to play yeah. so you know that there's it can be large numbers that you have to invest so you have to decide is that really worth it yeah and it's a case by case it's a case by case yeah. basis but like basically what you need to do is with your product look at the media newspapers magazines tv look at instagram and see who are the people and maybe choose the top 10 and just say i'm going to send a personalized note and you never know and then follow up with an email you just never know they might be willing and the people want to support good small businesses you know and startups and And sometimes it's like you might send you might send it out and nothing happens exactly but you're but then try again exactly you know exactly and yeah you can't expect instant results that's for sure um so and then even traditional media like is you know, don't be like is you know magazines, newspapers. Are they still? I mean, they're still they still have a, definitely an Irish Times piece, paper of record. Yeah. definitely has impact. Yeah. and they're all transitioning online. You know, there's mm-hmm. the gloss online. There's mm-hmm. image online. Irish Tatler now. Her.ie has come Her, back. Like yeah. I'm kind of I don't know. I think the Facebook algorithm when Facebook was big yeah. and it killed it. Yeah, I feel like with it's, Facebook it's in retreat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, in, you know, they're all looking for money, mostly. You know, they yeah. need to be supported, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. So to get... Like, PR was always traditionally about unpaid for editorial. Yeah. So that's been the big shift. We're now paying yeah. for things on behalf of clients, yeah. paying for influencer posts. But if you're a small business, you need to identify what the right influencers. You can go micro. And a lot of our clients are asking to go to micro, micro, which yeah. is kind of one to five. Well, nano, I think they're calling very small. Oh and then micro yeah. is before, below 10,000 followers. With that kind, that issue about have people just bought their followers as well. Mm. You know, you really do need to look at the engagement yeah. to be authentic and to make sure. But you will and have the reach, to pay to like, I the think reach. the reach is a great way. Of yeah, it because you can they, you can't fake that. Well, no, the moment you can't because everybody we ask now for yeah. um, a screenshot the of their page. of the insights. Yeah, yeah before yeah. we sign a contract and then at the end of the campaign as well. And we do yeah. do contracts for these posts, even yeah. for like just a one post situation. You have you to. Have to yeah, yeah. yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, PR is a long-term investment for a brand. 
you know, might not always work immediately, yeah. but it needs to be part of your marketing mix. And your marketing mix will be everything from your owned media, which is your website, mm-hmm. your social media. It'll be your earned media, which is your PR coverage, you know, the in social media posts that you've actually earned, the sharing, and then your paid for media, which mm-hmm. is if you buy ads and if you buy ads really yeah you know so digital which is I find like I think like seven touch points I don't know if it is seven yeah. or what it is yeah and then how like, your brand shows up yeah. in real life yeah, yeah. like for, for you with my China yeah. mom was how it arrived in the post beautifully presented yeah. all of those things and then um, and if it shows up in real life in retail as well and yeah. people talk about retail apocaly- apocalypse but I don't know if it's as bad as I, I think retail yeah. just needs to change and evolve and the strong will survive yeah. and a lot of that Definitely. retail yeah. apocalypse is to do with <laughs> over leveraged debt by yeah. funds who bought these brands you know but I think like if you look at like spectrum. House of Razor and those yeah. it's like they grew in the boom yeah and they opened more stores and then there was a recession but they actually didn't close some of those stores yes they were only open do you know and yeah. then like I think House of Razor is probably a bad example because that's kind of yeah but somebody like Brown Thomas has never lost money yes you know they've just stayed current they're yeah. doing all kinds of influencer events yeah. they're doing they change it up they change it up all it, the yeah. time they invest yeah. in the look and feel mm. they're bringing in the latest brands all the time mm. you know that's how nimble you have to yeah. be you know and they've, You've got and to they've be gone online yeah yeah so you have to have the yeah. bit of, a bit of both I think and pop-up shops what do you like, I think I pop-up think... shops are definitely we thought like they were gone away but they're definitely a big thing yeah. they're happening more and more you know we did one with you yeah um, I enjoyed working with you over the years but um so they just there's an excitement and there's a sense that yeah. I have to go in and see it yeah. I mean even Joanne Hines launching it dropping a new yes. collection so you've done so you know there's that feeling it's going to sell out yeah. you need to go see it yeah. so sometimes retail needs to be like that now as well I think so yeah that yeah. kind of immediate exactly yeah, and you see it with brands like supreme and yeah. brands like oh, i mean these new brands that come along like our client charlotte tilbury or fenty like off white i don't even yeah. understand what's going on there no, but, but it's, it's massive yeah, yeah yeah exactly or so supreme is in bond street like yeah queuing down the street for yeah it's mad it's, it's hideous it's, yeah <laughs> everybody to their own you know yeah. but there's just yeah. brands have there's to be clever yeah i to, feel like an, as an online store pop-ups or something that you probably need to do. I think every I so often them, you need to show yeah. up. You need yeah. to just entice people to yeah. meet you. In re- it's a bit like brands need to do an event probably once or twice a year. Yeah. They just need to kind of have exactly. that. Yeah, you always personal. it to me yeah. to do like two events a year. Yeah, if you can. So that's what, and every, like every, there's things every night there, every mm. day. There's like lunches, dinners, beauty events, lun- you know, there's so much going it on. Wor- it, wor- it works, I, I think, think it does. It does. Yeah, you know, and you, that's what, if you have an event, actually as a brand, as a small yeah. brand, perhaps you could have an event and it'll be less of an investment and invite the influencers and yeah. they may come, you know, because they're all looking yeah. for content, don't forget. They want good creative mm. content. And also even the, you know, the thought that like you might do an event and you're like, oh my goodness, and you don't know, but actually two months later yeah. as long as you keep it going with yeah. like an online presence and yeah. social and you know still and, hopefully and you're kind of keeping in mind yeah. your minds come yeah. Christmas time yeah. and I think with Brexit as well I've seen a lot of brands and their strategy is like yeah. buy Irish now remember us I know. Christmas yeah. Yeah. I think who knows what will happen yeah. and whether 
We certainly, the, yeah. The gates I, will go down and they'll yeah, go. Yeah, who knows? I <laughs> think we'll no be okay. Coming, I, I mean, the big issue is, yeah, yeah the ports, obviously, yeah. you know, if it does. I think, yeah. I think, well, I've heard, like, the likes of, like, Unilever and those have started to stockpile. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think every big brand is well ready yeah. for whatever the yeah. eventuality is. And um, I'm personally sorry to see Britain go if they leave because it's, awful, yeah. it's um, you know, um, I think they saved us in two world wars. And I think mm. Europe is definitely better together. And, yeah. but I, I understand but I, st- I still don't think under- it would definitely happen either I, un- I, I, yeah, I understand why they want to leave because yeah. they're that's their psyche th- yeah, yeah we are they're the having British, a meltdown a midlife crisis the, yeah, yeah they're kind of I think they always didn't really want to be a part of Europe that and club. they just don't like yeah. being told what to do by someone yeah. else because you're and living there fine. half the yeah, time no, yeah I, I yeah. get it but at the same time, I don't think they probably understand what's going on. And no, there's a lot of how complex it is. Yeah, how complex it's so yeah. complex. And the trading, they even think like, oh, we'll eat our own food, and we'll, you know, yeah. it's like not realistic but in this that's world. That's not where your food comes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bananas are not grown. <laughs> I know. Ethics, you know. Yeah. Anyway, but um, is there any words of wisdom you'd like to add that I didn't? I mean, even... I think. Oh, I. I think one of the things that stood by me in life mm. is that life is ten percent what happens to you, ninety percent how you react. To what happens to yeah. you you know so there's going to be lots of bumps on the road there's going to be lots of curveballs and black swans and you know nobody knows what's coming but you just have to stay calm if you can mm. and just control the controllables yeah and um that's certainly been my view you can't see round corners but you have to try to see round corners and do mm. a lot of i mean risk i did a good course about five years ago on corporate governance because i just felt it needed mm. to go back with the institute directors and um understand where everything had gone wrong with yeah. group think etc so questioning things I think is really important as well and just um yeah do you study do I, you like do I mean I love reading yeah. I'm an avid reader and I'd always yeah. have a, I love a biography and I think biography yeah. is a really interesting way yes. to remember history because it's interspersed yeah. you know so I'm reading trashy one quite a trashy one at the moment John Kennedy Jr you know uh-huh. JFK's son it's not trashy but it's quite trashily written but yeah. it's just I think it's good to dip into those books and, and then remember. another really good book actually Simon Sinek um, Start With Why I don't know if you've read that book but that's oh, all it, about yeah. the why it was actually Louise Phelan from PayPal who recommended that yeah. book but it's all about the why Like I'll link it in the show notes well there you go because yeah. when I got that job in Amsterdam in 1994 mm. I also got a green card the same day and I had oh, I got it in 93 I got I had to decide which way was it going to go yeah. and my why is much more European why yeah. I was always like into, I spoke Spanish I spoke Gosh, French I think nine people out of ten would have gone to the States my nine friends went to the yeah. States but I had a job in. I would yeah. be this couch surfing in New York okay. like trying to hustle a job I had a, jo- a good career, graduate trainee program in mm-hmm. Amsterdam so I took that and I surrendered the green card and then um, but I'm much more the European why is much more me than the American the green, you just applied it was a lottery then we all got them yeah. all my friends got them there was I no jobs in Ireland in 1993 no. oh yeah. so um, <laughs> we all went away and most of them are back now yeah, yeah most of them are back because the, their why is much more European yeah. why they want to live in the, with the European values like we're yeah. very lucky we live in a liberal democracy in um, Ireland and or in Europe and we're mm. very privileged like we're the totally. fifth highest income yeah. in the world I think recently reported yeah. you know so you know we just have to acknowledge even though there's lots of problems and it's not yeah. without its fault we have to acknowledge how privileged and lucky we are I think totally. especially with the craziness it, with our next na- next door neighbours yeah. and on the other on side, side yeah in the middle yeah. <laughs> so that's my Emma, thank you so thank much you. very you. interesting thank you so much thank you